Back again, yeah, I'm back again. Uh, back again, yeah, I'm back again. Y'all ain't not used to rap. Um, <laughs> what's going on, y'all? Welcome to One Fall with Jordan McLean. Obviously, I am Jordan McLean. I want to thank y'all for listening to this podcast. You could be listening to anybody, but you're taking time listening to me, and I greatly greatly appreciate that make sure you are following the podcast wherever you're listening to it it's on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher just about any other podcast platform that you could possibly be listening to one fall is on there and make sure you're following me on social media i'm on instagram and twitter at mr jordan mcclain i love talking about wrestling just in my regular everyday life not just on this podcast so yeah, be sure to hit me up on 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 the social medias so we can talk a little bit of wrestling just like we're going to do today. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about WWE, more specifically these uh, releases that WWE just pulled the trigger on this past week. I believe it was this past Thursday. WWE announced that they were releasing a number of people from their roster and it blew everybody away. Not necessarily because they were releasing people. It seems like WWE has done maybe, this was maybe the fourth or fifth round of releases this year alone from WWE. It does feel like they're doing it a little more regularly, but there was some real heavy hitters and some real promising superstars in this recent round of releases, man. Uh, so to name them off, Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Ember Moon, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Eva Marie, Grand Metalik, Mia Yim, Lince Dorado, Scarlett Bordeaux, Oni Lorcan, Frankie Monet, Jeet Rama, B Fab, Trey Baxter, and Zeta Ramirez are the superstars that WWE decided to release during this go around. And there's rumors flying rampant as to why each person was released. I've seen uh, vaccination. I've seen uh, attitude issues. And I won't get off into that. And I won't speculate about things like that. Honestly, I don't believe it's as deep as people think it is. I don't believe that there is a uh, that there is a sinister reason for WWE cutting all of these people. Now, Nia Jax has come out and said that she was taking time off due to her mental health and they had scheduled her to come back. She asked to extend her mental health break and instead of extending her mental health break, they just decided to release her. That's according to her. I don't think anyone else has spoken out that I know of as far as, you know, what the real reason was or what's been happening. But I honestly, I don't think it's as deep as everyone think it thinks it is. Not every single release. I don't think that every single person who was released from WWE, there was some sneaky ulterior motive from WWE. And that could just be me. I don't believe everything is a big bad. But... I will say all of these releases shocked me because some of these people just got signed this year. Some of these people, I think Eva Marie and lover or hater, she's the one that I'm talking about right now. 
Eva Marie, I believe, just came back maybe two months ago. She's only been in like one real program. And they actually were building her up. So it, it's, it's really strange that they bothered to release her. I will say that WWE did say that all of these uh, talent releases were due to budget cuts. Do I believe that? Not necessarily, but that's what they said. So that's what we got to go with. But some of the more surprising names, man, Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Karrion uh, Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Frankie Monet. It, it recently came out that B-Fab of Hit Row fame had actually just signed a new contract the week before. Like, she got released last week, two weeks ago she signed a new contract. You know, Trey Baxter, who on the independent scene is known as Blake Christian, I thought there was nothing but upside for Blake Christian in the uh um in the WWE system. Zeta Ramirez showed hella promise. She's crazy talented. Mia Yim, we all know, is incredibly talented. So um I think Davy Boy Smith came back long enough to induct his father into the Hall of Fame. I think he may have done a couple of dark matches and then nothing, you know, which again is, it, it it sucks because I think he's an incredibly talented person. Back to my original point. I think WWE is playing this game in part. I think that they are playing a game and I think that in part they are playing it because of AEW. Here's where my breakdown comes from. WWE for years has been known to hoard talent. We've all seen it. We've all said it. WWE has signed numerous people from the independents, from other companies, from, you know, whatever, whatever and what have you. And a lot of them, unfortunately, did not work in WWE. But they stayed with WWE for a long time, right? So then AEW comes along. And a lot of these people who I'll say made their name in WWE ended up going to AEW. Cody Rhodes being probably the most noticeable person, but you can also say John Moxley, Miro. The, you know, there, there's, there's a good number of people who have made a uh, a stance in AEW who were notable uh, for their WWE run. There, there's two things happening here. I think that one, WWE is shifting their focus as a company. And two, I think that WWE is trying to get AEW to play themselves. So let's talk about those two things. The first thing, I believe, I've said it, a bunch of other people have been saying it, I don't know how much more clear it could possibly be, WWE is no longer a wrestling company. It has not been for quite some time now, right? WWE is a TV show with wrestling incorporated into it. WWE is sports entertainment. That's why I look at them through a very different lens than I would look at an uh, AEW or an Impact Wrestling, right, or or an MLW. I look at WWE very different because they treat themselves very 
difference. And I think that now more than ever, they are showing that they are a TV show, right? So they're trimming their roster to say, this is our main cast, right? Roman Reigns, Big E, Edge, Randy Orton. They have this main cast of people. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, at least for the time being. Bianca Belair. You know, they have this main cast of people. And then they have their supporting cast, right? So that would be the other members of the New Day. That would be the Usos. That would be uh, Riddle, AJ Styles, those kinds of people. Ali, those kinds of people. They are the supporting cast. When you look at any TV show, even a TV show with an ensemble cast, with a huge cast, there still are not that many actors that you see regularly, right? You can almost like attribute WWE to being a soap opera at this point. There's just rotating storylines, rotating cast members. Not everyone is shown at all times on every show, but... There's like a kind of subtle rotation. And I honestly think that WWE's roster just got too big. There was nothing they could do with all of those people. Even with all of the hours of TV that they have, there was absolutely nothing that they could do with all of those people. There there was no way. We knew that the hoarding game was not going to continue working for them. Because if you think about it just from a business standpoint, why am I going to pay you to sit at home? If I can't use you or if I don't want to use you, why on earth would I pay you? That's stupid on my part. That's bad business on my part. You know what I mean? So although a lot of these people had fantastic potential, and I think that they are all still fantastic and they all are uh, extremely talented and will land on their feet WWE definitely dropped the ball. They've been dropping the ball with a few uh with with a few talents, not just the ones that they just released, but yeah, I think that WWE is shifting their business. I think that they are now leaning now more than ever leaning into being a TV show. The second part, I think that uh WWE is trying to get AEW to uh, shit on themselves is this. So let's say WWE, every time they release a group of people, let's say they release 20 people. Out of those 20, I would be, I, I would like to see the average, but I would say out of every 20 people that WWE releases, I would probably guess that AEW signs four or five of them. Right. So by the time they get to this fourth round of releases, they've released 20 people every single round. So that's what 80 people that they've now released. AEW would end up signing about 20 of them. Right. So that's 20 WWE standouts who are now in AEW. If you tack those 20 onto the other people who have made their names outside of WWE, whether it be on the independents or in AEW proper, AEW is getting to the same point that WWE is getting to. They're beginning to hoard talent. They're beginning to have 
their their talent roster is beginning to be too robust, even with the amount of content that they put out. You simply cannot utilize everybody to their full extent, right? So I think part of what's happening is WWE is releasing people that they feel like they cannot make money with. And I'm not saying that they can, right? Like maybe they really don't see a future for Keith Lee, for example. We all love Keith Lee. Maybe WWE just is not the right fit for him. And the reason I use Keith Lee is because he is one of the people that I think is most expected to go to AEW. But, you know, maybe WWE can't make money with him. Maybe AEW can but I think what AEW, what uh, WWE in particular is trying to do is they are letting these people go so that they can sink or swim. That's what I think is happening. Because undoubtedly, AEW is going to sign some of those people. It may not be next week. But there are too many talented people who got released in this recent round of releases for AEW to not sign any of them. But at some point, and I would be willing to say that we're probably getting to that point, AEW is going to oversaturate itself with talent because everyone there is already talented, or at least everyone that I know of that's there is already talented. But again, it doesn't matter how many hours of content you have, you cannot utilize everybody to the best of their abilities. So I think what's going to start happening here is AEW is going to keep signing people they have slowed up but i think they're going to keep signing people and eventually it's going to be kind of like a uh grass is not necessarily greener on the other side situation right like i think wwe is trying to tell some of these people hey you can go out and do whatever you want to do but uh you know you get good cake over here you know what i mean <laughs> you get that good red velvet cake over here that your grandmama used to make for your birthday. Shout out to my grandma. Uh, <laughs> but over there, you're going to get like carrot cake. I don't know. Some people like carrot cake. I don't. But that, so those two things are what I think is, uh, is, is happening here. I think that WWE is shifting their view of their own business. And I think that WWE is trying to play a long game with AEW and uh, letting AEW fill their own roster up. And eventually, the same reason that a lot of us were angry with WWE would be the same reason that we're angry with AEW. You have all these talented people on your roster, and you're not doing anything with them. And man, what's wrong with AEW? They don't know what they're doing with people. And I think that WWE is setting AEW up to make the same mistakes that they have in the past, right? But I also think that WWE is the place, regardless of what we all think. WWE is the place as far as professional wrestling goes. So I don't I don't think that they will necessarily calculate what they do based on AEW. I think it's more so they're going to move in their own way because they know that they are the standard bearers talent to them i feel talent to wwe is just collateral damage in the game you know what i mean because 
I say it all the time. Y'all let me know in the comments or on social media if you agree. I think WWE is too big to die. The only way WWE ends at this point in time, the only way WWE ends is if they do something. I don't think AEW is going to catch them in the ratings and outshine them, whatever, wherever, however. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the only way WWE can end is if WWE wants to end itself. So they're not necessarily thinking about AEW. I think what they're doing is, I think in a way, WWE is almost challenging AEW. But... AEW is going to, hopefully not, but I think AEW will set themselves up and end up making a bunch of mistakes to the point where WWE, in not so many words or no words at all, can say, see, y'all were talking about us. Look at AEW doing the same trash shit that y'all been trashing us for for years. They're no better than us. And we still got X, Y, and Z. We still got most of your favorite wrestlers over here. I I also wanted to touch on in this episode how these releases affect the independent scene. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Ring of Honor in this section as well because for those who don't know, Ring of Honor recently announced that as of January 1st, 2022, New Year's Day, all of their talent is released from their contracts and Ring of Honor is going to sort of rebrand, retool itself and try to come back in the month of April 2022. Um, it also came out recently, I believe that Sinclair Broadcasting, the parent company of Ring of Honor, is in like $12 billion worth of debt. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so... I think all of these releases, Ring of Honor and the WWE releases, I think, unfortunately, they're going to hurt the independent scene in the long run. And I say that because I'm I'm, I'm going to quote, uh, I believe it was uh, Janelle from HR from the Jobber Tears, the Jobber Tears podcast. Big shout out to them. If you're not listening to them, go listen to them. Um, but I believe it was Janelle from HR who said that who I first seen say that uh, these releases are going to damage the independent scene because most promoters, most indie promoters are going to try and book these people up who are now on the independent scene, right? Like they're going to start trying to book them up to be a part of their shows and this, that, and the third because, you know, the big names are probably what's going to get you more eyes. Now, some of y'all may be listening to that and saying, well, Jordan, how in the hell can that hurt the independent business? It hurts the indie scene because, again, as Janelle said, I'm going to credit Janelle with this. It does a disservice to all the guys and gals and non-binary pals who have been busting their asses to take those top spots. Because WWE has been poaching indie talent for years now. Even even if they went to WWE and did absolutely nothing. WWE has been poaching indie talent for years now. So there's a lot of people who 
have been busting their behinds to get to the top indie spots, to get on those big indie shows, to make their name for themselves in the independent wrestling scene. Now you have all these names coming out of WWE, coming out of Ring of Honor, who were not working uh, the independents full-time, part-time, or at all. And now they're on the free market. Now anybody with the right amount of money can bring them in. And it's going to be cool. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to see some some really good matches out of it, I believe. But overall, I absolutely see what uh, Janelle was saying in the fact that this is just going to hurt the independents because all those people who worked hard are now going to have to take a bump back in most scenarios. They're now going to have to take a bump back because... Again, for example, Keith Lee is now back on the market. Scarlett Bordeaux, who's already getting tons of interest from the independent scene, is now back on the market. Do you see what I'm saying? Trey Baxter, also known as Blake Christian, is he, his return to GCW has already been announced. And that that's no shade to those people who got released. You know what I mean? I'm sure if they had their way, they would still be in WWE collecting that check and doing what they want to do on the biggest stage in our profession. But um, the scenarios is what's going to hurt the independent scene. Now, the indie scene is very resilient. So it may get down, but it won't be out in that sense. You know what I mean? It's just... It's going to be an adjustment for everybody on the independent scene, not just the performers, but the promoters and especially the fans. It's going to be a definite adjustment because we're going from seeing certain people rise and certain people really put on top tier shows to now. Those people may not unfortunately be seen as much on these shows because there are bigger names that are about to become available in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Um, Cause I'm telling y'all January, January is going to be a bizarre month in pro wrestling. Cause I doubt WWE is done releasing people. All of the ROH roster is going to be available come January for full-time independent um, bookings. If they so choose, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for uh, Ring of Honor. I'm praying that they come back and uh, come back in full force, and they're able to sign most, if not all, of their roster back. Because Ring of Honor is just something special to the world of professional wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's it's about to be a weird ride in professional wrestling, but. I guess at the end of the day, what else is new with us, right? <laughs> this business is always going to be a little weird. But yeah, man, um, that's all I got for you guys. I just wanted to talk, talk to y'all a little bit about that, touch base with y'all about that. And as always, I tell you guys, if you are an independent wrestler out there, please, this because wrestling is in such a transition period, because we are in such a transition time, please Have your shit together. 
please. Okay. MLW is doing things. They're now on uh, Vice TV. They're doing some major things. And, you know, Impact is always there. AEW, WWE. Hopefully, prayerfully, Ring of Honor comes back. Y'all stay ready because next year, much like this year, is going to be a roller coaster ride in wrestling. And I want as many of y'all to be as ready to be on your shit. So when the opportunity comes, you are there to take it. When opportunity knocks on the door, you are there to answer that door, answer that call, and just be ready to put on. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready, baby. That's the message. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> My name is Jordan McClain. This has been One Fall with Jordan McClain. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast follow your boy on social media let's keep the conversation going and that's all i got bye y'all